Welcome, everybody, to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Asterios Kokonos. With us, as always, is Sriracha. Hi, hello. All right, we got a lot to talk about this week. Later in the episode, we've got the Thought Cops and Nico coming on to discuss Netflix's hot new cartoon, Chicago Party On. Netflix's hot new cartoon, it's ugly as sin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but first, uh, there's some news. We got... A dog. I wouldn't get a dog. We borrowed a For dog. For one week. <laughs> we got a dog. My little brother is out of town, and he needed someone to watch their brand new nine-month-old puppy, Lily. And uh, originally, they were he was going to give it to me, and then he very quickly reconsidered. He was <laughs> like, actually, I think it might be safer if I drove two hours away from New York City to let our elderly parents watch. You know the people that like need canes to get around? We feel safer with with these two old people that are at extreme fall risk to watch a nine-month-old puppy than you, a 39-year-old guy who lives 10 blocks from me. No, that are, I am so happy that they did not decide to leave the dog at your parents' house. Could you imagine? Could you imagine that dog and its needs and its constant needs with your elderly parents? Oh, no. My elderly parents wanted the dog. Oh. I had to I had to guilt my little brother into letting me watch Lily because you were going out of town. You were going to visit your pals. Yeah. And I called up my little brother and I was like, oh, I heard you're going to let mom and dad watch the dog. It's going to be pretty lonely all by myself in the apartment. My fiance is going to be away and well, I guess I could catch up on Family Feud. And he was like, do you want the dog? And I was like, "If it would be nice to have a little company around. A little around. bit of company near me. I don't know. What do you think? You want to just <laughs> get in the car and drive it two hours away out to the middle of fucking nowhere? Everybody wanted to do that but me. <laughs> um, Lily is totally insane. She... Uh, she has to be walked three times a day. She's like a brand new puppy. And she is constantly just hurling herself <laughs> at anything, living or dead, dog or human, car or boat on the back of a car trailer. Like, she she leaves the ground for a significant <laughs> amount of time. She just, like, she just... She takes flying leaps like a like a goddamn missile, like a like like you know, like and she's doing like Street Fighter moves to try to attack like babies, dogs eight times the size of her, old people who are like grimacing in fear. <laughs> it's so look, listeners. This dog needs a whole harness. It needs a flight suit because if we put it on a regular leash, it would hang itself. Yes, and because she keeps trying to like again. Leave the ground. She hates being on the ground. She's constantly almost jumping out of the harness, which is terrifying. She would never come back. There's a whole world of smells out there for her to explore. She's already smelled this whole apartment. She's bored of it. Right, and God help you if you see another dog out there. Oh, my God. I've never seen anything move as fast towards its own death than Lily throwing herself at a gigantic dog that could easily destroy her. That could easily destroy us. <laughs> like, there was a dog the size of a tank being walked by a man the size of a tank. And I was just like, oh, Lily, no, no, no. I get that that dog's butthole is a world of information. But like, please, 
We've got buttholes at home. She is like, she's leaping at babies, which is making the babies cry. <laughs> and is incredibly funny. Yeah, I mean, no, it's really fucking funny how Tara, like, we are traumatizing all of Brooklyn walking this dog around. And then the other thing is, though, that this dog, we haven't even described the dog. I, I don't know what kind of dog it is. I don't know what dog kinds are. People stop me on the street and they're like, what kind of dog is this? I'm like, I don't. It's my brother's dog. Dumpster dog. I don't know what kind of dog it is. But people are stopping me on the street. This dog is like a commercial dog. It, she really is. She looks like a dog food commercial dog. Yeah. She looks like, her hair is so beautiful. Like, she looks like a dog from like a dog shampoo commercial. She's like the after dog if you start using some kind of dog product. Yeah. And uh, people stop me on the street. And they're doing something that they've never done to me before, which is smile at me and not be terrified in my presence. <laughs> yeah, because you're a giant man with a fucking little tiny itsy bitsy dog. <laughs> yeah. I, for the first time, the, the people are striking up conversations with me. They're like, what kind of dog do you have? How old is the dog? They're smiling at me. They're trusting me. It's... It's so strange to be, like, wanted for the first time by society. Because you have a dog. All you need to do is add a dog. Yeah. A, a, a villain would never have a dog. A bad guy could never have such a cute dog, right? Instant trust. Yeah, you should lure store owners outside with the dog and then I'll go in and steal everything. I would absolutely do that. <laughs> Cooperation. That's a really fucking good idea. I, um, uh, the other night I'm taking Lily out for a walk and, you know, you're not supposed to bring dogs into stores, but I really want a Diet Coke. So I took her into a 7-Eleven and uh, she's terrified to go in. I'm dragging her <laughs> across the floor and it's like a towel floor. So she's like skittering on her little <laughs> nails and paws. Like she's like sliding across the floor like it's the fucking ice capades. And I expect that the lady at the 7-Eleven is just going to start screaming at me like, get that fucking dog out of here and never come back again. <laughs> like, uh, no, she wants to see the dog. She wants to pet the dog. Like, she starts kissing the dog and making out with the dog. Strangers are making out with the... You saw it! Yeah, that was fucking weird. Like, people just will randomly stop. And I really don't like when she licks my face. But, man, some of these old ladies around here really just want nothing more than to... Tongue fuck the dog. Yeah. And I feel like a hero because it's like I'm helping, pe I'm brightening people's day. This dog is running up to like homeless people, running up to the terrified <laughs> and the dog lover like, like I'm spreading some joy around fucking Bay Ridge. This dog also does something that I've never seen a dog do, which is piss right in the middle of the road. <laughs> yeah. Which you, you got to give her credit. Like that's unmarked territory. Like all these trees are taken. She's expanding her piss to like bolt new heights. I wonder if it's a pain in the ass for for her like oh man this is my tree i guess i just gotta piss right directly in the middle of the sidewalk no i think it's i think let it's it leak onto the road galaxy brain thinking because then cars run over that piss and take it all over and next thing you know she's the queen of bay ridge oh you're right so i'm taking her for a walk the other night like it's saturday night like it's late you, you got to take her out a lot and of course there's all these drunks out and she's launching herself at drunks <laughs> sitting on bus benches who are terrified because it's dark so they just think a giant rat is flying at their face. <laughs> oh my god, she's about the size of a giant mutant yeah, rat. She is she's the size of like a raccoon or something. <laughs> and I am always like, oh, I'm so sorry. She's she's only nine months old. She's a baby. I'm I'm so sorry. But they're they're just like <laughs> this dog makes life worth living. I'm 
like, this dog is really helping people. She's a real bright brightener. I think I might be allergic to the dog. Look, I'm allergic to the dog, too. Have you been able to, I haven't been able to sleep. Me neither. No, no, no. And when I wake up, I feel like I've got caught COVID-19 overnight. My throat is all scratchy. I, got, I fucking got more mucus than Woody Allen movie in my fucking throat. But we're like Patch Adams. We're healing people through the power of love. And through the power of puppy. Through the power of puppy power. That's a thing. It's a boomer thing that boomers used to say. <gasps> oh my gosh. We should dress her up as a Paw Patrol character for Halloween. We should dress her up as Chase the Blue Lives Matter dog. Yeah, okay. You know who would love that? Our neighbors. Our fucking neighborhood. <laughs> like, right out the window right now, there's a Blue Lives Matter flag. A, a hoisted above a 12-foot talking skeleton. <laughs> I mean, it kind of sucks because it's like, mm, I'm not a fan of that flag, but I love your Halloween spirit. Your Halloween skeleton that talks for 12 fucking hours a day. <laughs> yeah, I forgot because it says the same thing every year. And today, it's especially loud. It says things like, I was built from the sticks of a dying tree. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, all trees... You look, you look, if you rip off a tree's sticks, it's going to be dying. Like, all sticks are technically dead trees. But still, the way it says it, it's still creepy. Yeah, I think I had that memorized last year because it yeah. just sits there and talks ad nauseum all day and all night. You know how day. he goes, and all it takes is your bones. Your bones what? or your soul? Soul. You're right. It's soul. soul. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is he talking about? This guy is talking nonstop. But... Honor System Candy Bowl. Honor System Candy Bowl? Oh my God, let's go dump it in our pants. <laughs> I fucking get candy from that skeleton all the time. I really like that skeleton. Are you serious? It's full right now? Yes. Oh my God, that's terrible for our diet. Yeah, I know. But it it's, tastes good. It do taste good. Oh, some more things about Lily. Who, by the way, I may not give back. You gotta shove her. I mean, we're gonna need to invest in Zyrtec if we are. Yeah, I, another thing I wanted to say about Lily is, so me and Sriracha were taking Lily around for a walk, and Sriracha said, God damn, it's a shame, it's a shame uh, you're dating me, because otherwise this, what did you say? I said that if it's a real shame that you're already spoken for, because if you weren't, you would get so much pussy. I bet just walking that dog around, like, oh my God, people were stopping us, people were fawning over the dog. I imagine it would be really easy to pick up women with this dog. Okay, and it, which, of course, made me think, like, it's weird that you're like, hmm, my fiancé could crush a lot of puss if I wasn't in the picture. Well, listen, if I die, maybe of That's a car That's another thing you said the other day that I didn't like. You were talking about if you die, I could use this dog to crush puss. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, I know. These are weird thoughts to be having, Sriracha. You heard it first, listeners. If I die, I want you to move on and crush puss with the dog. Using the dog as a medium. <laughs> you also said the other day that if we ever get divorced, I better ask for the dog of the divorce settlement. Otherwise, you're taking the dog. Yeah. Uh -huh. We're not even married yet, and you're talking about the terms of our divorce? <laughs> Woo! Lily, who do you want to live with? Mom or dad? Two Christmases? Oh Lily does not like eating food. I've never seen this kind of behavior in a dog. My little brother had to buy this dog like 
specialty frozen food that has to be like mixed up with like a mortar and pestle and like ground into a fine paste and then like lovingly placed in a bowl like right in front of her and then you got to go to the other room and close your eyes so that she doesn't think you're going to steal her food. The only time she feels comfortable eating is like when there's no eyes on her. And it's like, well, I can kind of relate to that. I don't like to, people see me eating either. I look like a big fat pig. Right, like a model. Like she only eats when only God is watching her. <laughs> yeah. Lily, very, very picky. Oh, and then the last thing about Lily is for some reason she, okay, she loves leaving the apartment. Coming back to the apartment terrifies her. This blows my fucking mind that this dog has no problem walking down steps, but up steps, you basically have to drag her. <laughs> yeah, I like, she, something about the steps scares her, but only in one direction. And I sat with her on the steps for like 10 minutes, like giving her treats. I tried to put like one treat on each step, like when they uh, used Reese's Pieces to capture E.T. <laughs> she like was not going for it. Like, I tried, like, pulling her up, and then I just ended up, like, lifting her off the ground in her harness, and she's, like, flying around like Peter Pan. I'm like, well, this is dangerous. I have to put you back down now, I guess. <laughs> and then you had to carry her up the steps like a goddamn baby. Yeah, I did, because she wouldn't even get near the steps. She loves, by the way, being carried around like a goddamn baby. Like a baby. little baby. The other day... She jumped out of half of her harness on, on the street. And I was so terrified of like, that. oh, if I try to fix the harness and take the harness off, uh, she's going to end up like running into a cement mixer or something. And uh, so, I, so I picked her up and she was like, this is way better than walking. Thank you for carrying me. I carried her like four blocks home. If you keep doing that, she's going to get spoiled and she's going to be like, oh, no, we're going for a walk. No, we're going for a put me on the ground. I will take a shit in the middle of the road and then you will carry me home. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to discipline this dog. So like, so the other morning, like, like you know, I'm 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 sleeping. I I got her on my stomach because you were gone. I was I I'm sleeping, holding her, and then like I wake up. I have to go to work, so I put the dog down. She immediately starts crying. I'm like, okay, well she'll knock this off eventually. I'll just I'll just ignore her. You know, get my laptop out. Do to do to do. She cries for like a solid hour. Oh my God. Like I'm on calls. I'm on Zoom. I'm, I'm trying to do shit. I'm trying to write copy. And she's just crying, crying, crying. And I think to myself like, how do I make this stop? Do I hit her? Like, is this like, am I supposed to hit this dog? I don't know how to discipline a dog. I don't either. I definitely don't hit her. I don't know what to do. Look, I didn't hit her. But it was the first thought to come to my mind. I'm like, I guess I'm supposed to hit her and shut her up. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm not made out for this. I mean, I, w I heard that you're supposed to rub their face in their pee. But I don't know what to, how do you rub their fa your face in their cries? I don't know. Maybe I rub their face in my pee. Yeah. That's it. I don't know what to do. Oh, my God. She is so fascinated by us going to the bathroom. Yeah, it's I'm, weird. I'm in the goddamn bathroom. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to take care of some business. She's scratching and clawing at the door. I'm like, okay, I'll let you in. She's like, great. And she's like, sits right in front of me. And she's like, this is like a fucking Fellini movie. She's <laughs> like, this is like, watching you take a dump is like watching all nine Star Wars movies. This is the most entertaining thing in the world. Oh yeah, no, she sits there and she just stares at you with those creepy doll eyes. Yeah, you've been saying that she has some sort of thousand yard stare. She does. I don't understand what it is, but when, when you hold her and you pet her and the light shines just right, it looks like she's just got the thousand yard stare. <laughs> yeah. 
she's the here's the thing she's the runt my mom told me she's the runt of the litter so like she's always anxious and nervous she thinks someone's gonna steal her food all the time because like mm -hmm. i guess like her siblings stole her food this dog's just got some problems and like this dog like doesn't spend all this time like blaming themselves and going like, oh, if you got more sleep and you drank more water and you went to the gym or you wouldn't have anxiety and depression. Oh, if you budgeted better or fixed your diet or this or that. It's just like she's just got like a little mental problem and you just got to pick her up and hold her. Just hates doorbells. Just doesn't spend her time worrying about water intake or diet. Just licking her butthole. <laughs> She spends a lot of time doing that. Every time I walk in on her, she's doing that. The other thing she does a lot, cause like my little brother has a little homing device necklace on her. It's like a literal Apple AirTag that's in like a special dog necklace thing. She is constantly chewing and attacking it. Chewing and attacking and discarding the one thing that can help us find her when she eventually breaks out of this harness and runs away. Yeah, she hates that apple tag. I think this dog wants to live off the grid. It's a libertarian dog. <laughs> she is. She clearly is. This dog does not like big tech. This dog hates Section 231. Hates big stairs. <laughs> <laughs> hates big stairs. Loves big cuddles. If there were any dog that would be super into crypto, it's this dog. Maybe we should change this name's dog to Crypto the Wonder Dog. Or we can name it after. We could name her Chainlink or something. Why don't we name her Shiba Inu? Shiba Inu. For fuck you, Shiba Inu. Wait, what's wrong with Shiba Inu? I don't know. It's just stupid. Can we name her Sushi? What's Okay, what's the worst named crypto? Let's think. Ooh, Solana. That kind of sounds like a dog's name. It's a little Solana. Uniswap. <laughs> Sushi Swap. What do you, okay, to her, what do you think the word Lily means to her? Because, like, she doesn't know it's her name. Does it mean, like, come here? Does it mean I love you? Like, when we say Lily, what what is she interpreting? I think she knows that it means that you want her attention. Yeah. But I don't think she knows it as her name. Yeah, I don't think so either. Okay, so we could change her name without fucking her yeah, too no. much. All right, <laughs> actually, speaking of crypto... So, Sriracha, you are a regular subscriber to Cosmopolitan Magazine. Yes. This week's top, or this month's top article, A Beginner's Guide to a Confusingly Smooth Butt, which I think is the weirdest way to, like, damn, bitch, this ass is confusing. Confusing? <laughs> damn, bitch, your ass is complex. <laughs> damn, this is problematic. What a, now you, the curves, the non-Euclidean curves of dead ass. <laughs> Making me feel different. Yeah, I don't know why they put that there, but I was so excited to see that there is a, you know how they have the little previews of the stories in here? Yeah. They have one. All right, fine. Let's talk about crypto. <laughs> Only like missed that bullet train by what? Like six months? No, like four years. Like remember the first crypto run up? Like when it hit 20? What was that? Like three or four years ago? Yeah, but that I meant like this year when all the normies were talking about it. I mean, that's true. Yeah. So Cosmopolitan who has Shakira on the cover and an article about ass smoothness. Also... They're now getting into the crypto game. Yeah, so I figured we could read this article together. First of all, uh, this is the picture that they chose for the article, which I think is funny because I've done nothing but lose money <laughs> with crypto. <laughs> Can you describe what, you're, what that is? It's an African-American woman, except her uh, top half of her head is a goddamn pile of 
gold coins, like gold coins that the kind that come wrapped in foil and you eat them, the chocolate coins. Hanukkah gelt. <laughs> yeah, whatever it's called. It says, your brain computing how long till you're a Novu Rish. Oh, by the way, uh, Cosmos Thing, I know, I know I've seen the demographic. I know it's a sausage fest in here. So if you've never read an issue of Cosmos before, their whole thing is that they're boomers LARPing as like Gen Zers yes. or millennials. And it's so transparent. You could absolutely tell. All right. So let's see. Uh, this is... Uh, first, and also I'm upset because uh, I didn't realize that there was a job like Cosmo was recruiting for dumb bitch cryptocurrency writers because I that could have been me. It still can be you. That could have been me. Fuck you, Jessica Goodwin. Always a good sign. The first line in the article is, it's not you. It is confusing. <laughs> That's what I want to hear from my experts. Math right. is hard. <laughs> Math. What's <laughs> the sluttiest cryptocurrency? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Remember back in April when it seemed like literally everyone was buying that elusive thing called Dogecoin to screw over Wall Street and also make bank by getting on a cryptocurrency? How did Dogecoin screw over Wall Street? I don't think it did. I think they're conf- I seriously think they're confusing the GameStop shit yes. with Dogecoin because it happened to happen at the same time. You are one million percent correct. <laughs> But then, not everyone got rich, and some even lost, like, everything? (laughs) Still, it's not weird to be very, very intrigued by the idea of becoming a Bitcoin billionaire, even if you're unclear uh, on how uh, any of it actually works. (laughs) That's why we're here, to quell your FOMO with everything you need to know. Still still using FOMO, huh? Yeah, uh uh-huh. That word's still in the lexicon? Time That word isn't... Shoogie. <laughs> they, they use the word shoogie in this fact game. It's time to stop. <laughs> the crypto overlord is a computer. <laughs> Let's dissect that for a minute. Is that true? I mean, my overlord is definitely a computer. Can I pray and make offerings to this overlord? <laughs> Please, goddammit, Link, go up. <laughs> stop falling, you shit coin. <laughs> First, this kind of cash comes in the form of intangible digital units, a.k.a. you can't physically touch them, often called tokens or coins. You know the difference between a token and a coin? I thought that was the same thing. No. What's what's the difference? Uh, I'm pretty sure coins run on their own blockchain and tokens run on the Ethereum network. Oh, okay. That makes sense. It's like Bitcoin is a coin. Dogecoin is a coin, too. Uh, Chainlink is a token. Okay. Chainlink runs on the Ethereum network? Sure shit does. I didn't know that. (laughs) Unlike traditional paper money, they're not issued by a central bank, semicolon. Kind of like traditional paper money, there are a lot of different currencies out there, says Primavera DeFilippi, a faculty associate at the Berkman Klein Center for Internet and Society at Harvard University. Primavera? Her name is Primavera. They couldn't couldn't get through to Ravioli Jones or (laughs) Spaghetti Western or someone else? Spaghetti Western. Oh, my God. That's funny. In some cases, there's a set limited amount of a cryptocurrency in circulation. For example, there will only ever be 21 million Bitcoins in the world. Bitcoins. (laughs) Wait, I... Bitcoins. That's my pet peeve. I see this all over the... Bitcoin and Bitcoin stock. I can't stand it. 
I, I, you stopped and you gave me the gym look like I was supposed to know what was wrong with this. So, so far, I am unironically learning things from this article. What's the faux pas there? The crypto pas. Bitcoin is plural already. Oh, okay. 21 million Bitcoin. There's not 21 million Bitcoins. Okay. <laughs> Ethereums. Okay. Thank you. In other cases, like with Ethereum, there's no max on how many coins can be created by a currency's bank. Almost all crypto exchanges use their own version of something called blockchain software, which records who's buying and who's selling in a super hard to hack way. You can't use it like IRL money. False, I've bought so many drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, remember Silk Road? Remember when that was a thing? Do you ever get on Silk Road? No. I got in there once because um, Tor was a relatively new thing. This is gonna really show my age, but Tor was a relatively new thing when I was in college. I was obsessed with the Tor network and I got on Silk Road at one point and it was all MDMA and people selling like Michael Jackson <laughs> Downloads of music, I assume, to people in China who can't get them. Oh, okay. <laughs> the thing about Silk Road that I never understood is like, well, how do you know someone's not just going to run away with your Bitcoin? Like, like, how can you guarantee these? Is there some sort of like uh, escrow? I, by a bigger mobster? I never actually used it, but um, I remember there was like a review system or something like you'd have to verify the transaction and then you'd write and then if you were just a new seller i guess you're just sol because i would i mean i wouldn't buy my mdma from a new seller okay i just i would always feel bad because like you know if i ever hired a hitman and they ran away with my bitcoin like that's very unethical of that hitman it's very unethical i did buy uh adderall once with bitcoin you did yeah when i was in college and it came in a box of staples well, if you had just started a podcast in college, someone would have mailed you a notebook full of I know. Fucking, I need to streamline my processes. I'm going to bet you 30 Dogecoins. Which is what, like 30 cents? Five, $5 maybe. I think they're like a quarter. They're yeah. worth a quarter? Something like that, yeah. To me, in my mind, Dogecoins are still worth like a half of a penny. I know, right? Wow. I didn't know Dogecoin kept some kind of value. It it shouldn't. It's just fucking Elon Musk, who, by the way, if I haven't gotten this rant enough in this podcast, Elon Musk is the fucking worst thing to ever happen to cryptocurrency. I hate him and I hope he dies. I don't think you've ever ranted about Elon Musk on this show. No, you rant about it to me pretty much every weekend. Okay, so Elon Musk is a dumb, stupid, dumbass idiot face in the toilet i want to give him a swirly nerd so dogecoin the only reason why dogecoin is what it is because elon musk keeps fucking incessantly tweeting about it uh there are an unlimited amount of dogecoins in the world there can be like a dogecoin is just gonna go forever it doesn't do anything it's a fucking meme <laughs> it's a joke and uh it's now made people millionaires and then crashed and then i guess it's back up again remember that time that somebody made that fake litecoin article and published it and the price of like where it said they said like walmart was gonna make like start accepting yeah, litecoin we talked about it on this show and then the price of litecoin spiked and then fell remember how uh <laughs> that stupid bitch Yellen started talking about regulating crypto after that. Of course you don't, because no one cared, because Elon Musk didn't tweet about it. But as soon as he starts bringing attention to this shit, that's when everything is going to start getting regulated. When Elon Musk starts, because he is manipulating the market. He is. 
And have you seen these regulations that they want to try to put on crypto coins? Half of them are literally impossible. They want like a record of every transaction that occurred on the Ethereum network because fucking boomers think that wallet, paper wallet addresses are like bank accounts. They could be associated with an identity. Like nobody knows what the fuck they're talking about. But this stupid, dumbass, idiot moron tweets about it and Everybody with eyes can see that the price shoots up after he tweets about it. So then all these stupid, dumbass, 90-year-old senators are like, oh, it must be a security then. We need to regulate it like a security, even though it meets absolutely none of the requirements for a security. Look, all I know about Janet Yellen is this. I saw a Ben Garrison cartoon with Janet Yellen, and all her arms were like the tentacle arms of a squid, and all those arms were holding like magnifying glasses, and those squid arms were like going through your physical wallet and taking money out of it. They were spying on you when those arms were trying to audit you. I had no idea that Janet Yellen was some sort of like interstellar alien who was super into breaking my financial privacy, but now I'm totally against her. Right, and it was late. Labeled uh, fraud and IRS abuse, so every arm of the tentacle was labeled with something, so you could you don't you're not confused at all. I mean, literally, I did not know it was Janet Yellen, but she had a name tag on that said Janet Yellen, well, and Dan- I was like, oh, I thought that was Newt Gingrich. Janet Yellen's a dumb bitch. Anyways, I'm going to bet you thirty Doge coins that your local coffee shop does not accept crypto. I went to a Lil Pump concert once, and he was accepting Bitcoin for T-shirts. There are coffee shops around here that accept crypto. Yeah, no, there's a place you can, like, buy Bitcoins. There's an ATM where you can buy Bitcoin. Yeah, at the fucking taco shop across the street from where we live. And that's been really confusing to me, because that is not a regular ATM that also dispenses Bitcoin. (laughs) It's just for Bitcoin. And one time I needed cash quick, and I ran in there and was like, God damn it, no, I don't need $50,000 worth of Bitcoin. How to tell if your neighborhood is gentrified. Does your local taqueria have a Bitcoin machine in it? Yeah. So I went to the bodega next door, which had a Bitcoin machine that also gave out 20s. And I was like, thank you. Thank Christ. God. Uh, local Bitcoins. This episode is sponsored by localbitcoins.com. Meet up with a stranger and get your Bitcoins. But even if you did try to pay for your pumpkin spice latte with digital currency, it could take up to an hour to go through because the computers using blockchain have to work really effing hard to process payments, according to financial expert Humphrey Yang, follow at Humphrey Talks ASAP Trust. No, I don't think I will. Oh, and you'd have to pay not cheap processing fees. The gas fees are fucking insane right now. What are they? I don't know. The why Quackcoin can't. Quackcoin will never be until the Friends of Ethereum goes to the floor again. If I want to send someone a dollar in Ethereum, how much is the processing fee? I genuinely don't know because I don't think anywhere would let you send just a dollar of Ethereum. Really? Yeah, because the processing fee is that. Oh, okay. You have to gash the transaction. Oh, and you'd have to pay the not cheap processing fees. As newer forms of cryptocurrencies and updates to existing ones roll out, you might start seeing speedier transaction times. That's correct. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's great. You should think of it as an investment. Why are you? I don't know what the gym face means. Is it not an investment? (laughs) Cryptocurrency is an investment like NFTs are an investment. What? 
speculation. You, you can spe- invest speculatively. You can have a dumb, stupid investment. You sure can. You can invest in a SoundCloud rapper. You're probably not going to make a ton of money, but you can do it. Like people who buy stock in buzzy new companies, many crypto investors snap up coins to hopefully make money over the very long term. I can can confirm have done nothing but lost money on crypto. Really? No, I get, I I got in way early though. Yeah. I, I'm like an original noob with this crap though. So I I think. When everybody started buying it, I think a lot of people lost money. But damn, if I got this job, I could unload all my Statera bags. <laughs> I'm just writing a whole article about it. I think you could probably get a job as Cosmos Crypto Girl. Oh, you really? You think- I genuinely do. I think like it would be a lot of what outfit we put on you. Like if we put you in like kind of like a like let's say like a skin tight kind of jumper. But instead of like dollar signs, it had like the crypto C, like the Bitcoin B on it. And you had like a magnifying glass and a little pork pie hat, uh, cool sunglasses with like the, the Bitcoin B in them, you know, and like we could just call you like little B or like little bit or like little bitty or something like it, we, if we had if we could give you some kind of persona, we could send you to these crypto conventions. and I think you would do well. I think that job is already taken by someone named Shard, Shardy B <laughs> on Twitter. There's, there's a Shardy B? Shardy B, like shards of ether. Shardy B, don't follow, don't follow Shardy B if you hate money. Anyway. Who the <laughs> fuck are you ever talking? Okay, first off, that sounds a lot like Sharty B. It does, doesn't she, it? She should not have called herself that. The rewards could be major, but, but, take note, crypto is extremely volatile. Now they're bringing this up? Now they're talking about its volatility? <laughs> Bitch, you could say that again. Says DeFilippia, mostly because its value isn't based on anything, well, real. I mean, what even is money? Well, I mean, the dollar's not based on the gold standard anymore. I guess it's based on the idea that America won't go out of business, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess. What even is the value of money based on? Is it like national? I don't understand economics. I mean, right now, I think the value of our money is just is kind of based on the fact that, like, we got a lot of nuclear missiles. We'll be around for a while. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> At least not real in the way stock values are based on how IRL businesses perform. But Based on how businesses perform, <laughs> like so, like Uber has not made a single dollar yet, but its stock prices through the roof. Yeah, uh, yeah. Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. A cryptocurrency's value is based solely on what people are willing to pay for it in hopes that it'll become huge. So basically, don't invest any money that you're not prepared to lose. Says Yang. If you do have enough cash to take risks, this is the one that really gets me. Apps like Venmo, Cash App, and Robinhood let you buy crypto on their platforms. You see, but the implication here is that uh, these people that are reading this article are two boomer for Coinbase. Like they That's need, true. They need to buy it on Venmo. Who the fuck buys crypto on Venmo? I guess, I mean, I guess it's, you already have Venmo and Cash App. On your phone, probably. I friggin' guess. Once you do, forget about it. Seriously, don't touch these coins for at least five to ten years. That is good advice. That is good advice. <laughs> the longer you hold it, the better... <laughs> they, missed a, they missed a really good chance to put the word hodl in here. 
The longer you hold it, the better chance it has of doing well, says Yang, partly because most investments work like that. <laughs> and partly because experts think that crypto, the crypto world will stabilize, read, become more valuable over time. It's all fine to just chill for now. Listen, if you can swing it, buying coins isn't a terrible idea, assuming you follow the rules on this page. But if it all seems way too adventurous for your bank account right now, you don't have to get stuck in that FOMO spiral. Even seasoned financial advisors aren't sure what the future of crypto could look like. It looks like racist frog memes. <laughs> That's what, exactly what it looks like. All the way down, all the way up to the moon. <laughs> It's still still pretty much the Wild West out there. If, instead, you want a solid, safer way to invest your cashola, put it in a 401k or other type of retirement savings, and you'll be just fine until the dollar collapses. <laughs> we all have parts of our brain replaced with computers. And then we will, we will pay for goods and services by looking at each other and exchanging Bitcoin. That's the end of the article, by the way. Oh, and then also there are three crypto biggies, which I think is funny that they left out the one that I think it's the third largest market cap, but it's the one that gasses the Chinese unregistered exchange. What the what? Okay, so do you know what Binance is? No. <laughs> All right, let's just move on. Okay. Three crypto biggies. Bitcoin, the most famous kind, has been around for 13 years. Its price at press time, $47,637 for one Bitcoin, is so high because of its limited supply. It's up to 50, I saw it like 55 grand the other day. Is it? I mean, yeah. it, it dumps and pumps like 10% within a week. So I, I don't blame them if this is wrong. Yeah, but I mean, I just think it's crazy that it's worth 55 grand. Ethereum. Founded in 2013, its blockchain works faster than Bitcoins, so you can use it to buy non-fungible tokens or NFTs like digital art. Yeah, that's what that was made for. I think they I think the editor was like, you gotta get an NFT in here somewhere. Yeah, no, they definitely did. They there was probably something about smart contracts here that they were like, nobody knows what that fuck it is. Put the MFT thing. Yeah, exactly. People have heard of that NFT thing. And then third, or their third choice, Cardano. At just 243 per coin, this one claims to have the most energy efficient blockchain in the game, which they all do. <laughs> uh, did we learn something today? I hope we did, family. Yeah, I mean, all I learned was I guess I should be investing in Cardano. All I learned was that Jessica Goodman, I think, has an asshole to Cardano she wants to unload. <laughs> I'm telling, what are you trying to unload again? Do you have like some terrible crypto? Oh, I have so many terrible cryptocurrencies that I've uh, like, for every chain, like there's a bunch of stickers. <laughs> My portfolio, I have a ton of the graph, which I bought like at the absolute top. <laughs> and then uh, I have a bunch of sushi swap. No, you bought sushi swap. I think sushi swap might actually. I might be in the black on sushi swap. I don't remember. I have hair comb, which is definitely in the toilet. Hair comb. I have statera. Okay. I have a lot of crap. All right. Well, how about this? How about when we do like our holiday merch sale this year? Each 
each thing we sell will come with a small amount of a random cryptocurrency from your wallet. Uh, maybe. We'll see how much that has to cost to send. Yeah, I don't know what the gas fees are. Okay, maybe we won't do that. These things have... I am a quack coin billionaire. <laughs> <laughs> I do have 100% of the circulating supply, of which 0% is circulating. Oh, my goodness. Um, all right. Well, hey, thank you for... Ch- Look, I, I learned nothing. I, this is all I learned. There's something called Cardano out there. Good okay. Job. I might buy some Cardano. Fuck it. Fuck it. Go for it. I mean, the thing is, if, if, what is this, Red Book? If Cosmo's writing about it, then it's something that is becoming popular with normies. So maybe I could buy a bunch of Cardano now and then, and then have even more normies holding the bag. If I would, I think I would bet that they pick Cardano because go on coinmarketcap.com. Okay. I'm going to bet it's like top five. But also in the top five is going to be uh, Binance Coin, which is the coin that uh, is issued by Binance, the largest cryptocurrency exchange in the world that we are now banned from <laughs> because we are Americans. You can buy it on Binance US, but Binance US sucks. Okay, so I'm on Bitcoin News. Cardano slips to fifth largest crypto market position, down 30% since all-time high last month. Okay, maybe I'm a little bit late in this. Gene Simmons's $300,000 Cardano investment has more than doubled since February. Gene Simmons from KISS. Everybody's making money on crypto, guys. You got to FOMO in. <laughs> Terrible musician. Excellent investor. <laughs> Regardless... Really long tongue. Good job, Gene Simmons. All right. Gene Simmons says, I like Cardano, although it's an idiot's name. Get rid of that thing. Just call it ADA. Call it by the trading name. Gene Simmons has like very specific opinions about cryptocurrency. What's wrong with the name Cardano? I don't know, but the bassist from Kiss doesn't like it. Well, man, the bassist, this must be the bassist from Kiss first time at the fucking rodeo because there's some stupid ass crypto names out there. I wonder what the star child or the cat man thinks of sushi swap. <laughs> pancake swap. Intra- pancake swap. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we'll be right back after this with some Chicago party ant talk. And the fat caps. And Nico. Nico and the fat caps are going to be here. And they're going to be bringing brats and sausages and oh, pierogies. You bring the Cardano. <laughs> <laughs> Let's drink some Malort. We'll be right back, okay? Bye. Welcome back to the Loudest Podcast. Uh, Sriracha sent me an urgent text over the weekend. Sriracha, you have First of all, I don't know who this Sriracha person is. My name is Officer Grant, <laughs> and I'm the Chicago <laughs> party ant. With me is Kevin and Nico. Guys, ha- a howdy ho. How you doing? <laughs> hey, there. How are you? Hey, hey there. Da, da bears. Da, da bears. <laughs> okay, now, uh, listeners, you might be confused. Uh, Sriracha... And actually, the world is taken with a new show on Netflix. No, not Squid Games. It's oh, yeah. Games could go to hell. There's this show called Chicago Party Ant. There's eight episodes of it. It's like an it's an animated series just on Netflix about like a woman in her 40s to 50s, and she's just like an alcoholic Chicagoan. She's irritating as fuck, and this whole show is about uh, her and her gay nephew. <laughs> start living together put a little less sauce on the word gay okay her and her 
gay nephew. Yes, exactly. <laughs> her and her gay nephew, Daniel, who she uh, gives up his uh, acceptance to Stanford to get underage drunk in his aunt's apartment all summer. I mean, that's pretty much the show. Like, that's the premise of the show. It's just a, a teenager and an alcoholic party aunt living together in the city of Chicago. And, of course, we had to reach out to our own Chicago party aunt, Nico, and our Chicago party uncles, Grant and Kevin. Thank you hey, guys for coming uh, on hi. the show. Absolutely. I resent that. Full, <laughs> full handedly, full heartedly, I resent that. I'm a party uncle. I'm not afraid to say it. I don't have a niece or a nephew, but at spirit, I am. I'm afraid I'm going to be this woman because I see parts of myself in her. Oh, you, you already are this woman. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Go to hell. It seems like the, the <laughs> Chicago party at doesn't have any taste in music. So I think Nico's already one step. Yeah, and like in what fucking universe where I'd be like, I love going to Wrigleyville. Maybe if you like like getting like roofied. Like. Your favorite radio station is 97.9 The Loop. It perfectly matches up. I don't know what that is because I've only lived in Chicago <laughs> for two and a half years and like a year and a half of the, this, like COVID's been a thing. So I exactly haven't been able to be a party ant. You have a big crush on man cow. I don't know any of these people. And, and listeners, you'll notice like they're making a lot of specific Chicago references. Like, are these references funny? No, absolutely not. But are they referencing things from Chicago? Yes. The bean. And that's the entire premise of the show. Chicago party ant. Let's list the things that are in Chicago. Sears Tower? Willis Tower. It opens Chief with Keith. the bean? Literally the... The bean is the first thing in the opener that you see. She's like, that, you remember that time that that cow kicked that lantern down and the everything burned? <laughs> Neither they, do we. Welcome to Chicago. Wait, did you guys know about that or did you learn something from the show? I've learned a lot from this show. It's just they're not jokes. Like she'll she'll <laughs> right. be like she'll be like, oh, uh, in Chicago we don't put ketchup on our hot dogs and like. Well, thanks. Thanks for the information. De but yeah, you, now you learn something. I don't even like hot dogs. I'm like not like I'm, only, I'm not a Chicago party aunt. First of all, this this show should be called Chicago Party Mom because um she has a fucking kid who's like like I don't know. Are they trying to say he's like slow in the brain or something? <laughs> like a little bit. Is. Yeah, that was established. Like he got hit in the head so many times that now he's <laughs> slow in the mind. <laughs> so he's just because he's like slow in the mind. She's like, I'm not a mom. I'm an aunt. Like what? Well, it's centered on. You can be both. Yeah, it's centered upon the dynamic between uh, Chicago party aunt and her gay <laughs> nephew. <laughs> Again, really no reason to put that much mustard on it. Oh, and there's a lot of talk of mustard in this goddamn show. There's a whole episode that takes place at like a ribs eating festival. Do you guys go to some rib festival? Yeah, it's called it's called Rib Fest and it's in Naperville. <laughs> Shut up. So well, they have like no, taste of Chicago here. I don't know if that's what they're There's going like for. restaurant week or whatever. No, well, cuz they called it Rib Fest in the episode and there is a Rib Fest and it is in Naperville and they do get like big musical acts and shit. Like I don't think that that was one of the things that they were hamming up. Some of these big big New York City folks, they don't really give a shit how accurate it is. As a matter of fact, they look down on us. 
I mean, we do. I you're the second. You are second to us. But here's the thing. Yeah, but you guys are basically subtropical because of global warming. So you know. I mean, what I'm we'll, saying we'll, is, we'll see you in about a decade. Hey, if we're gonna start insulting New York, I have a whole list of things that I can say. But let's stay focused. Go ahead. You could write an entire episode called New York Party Again. Here's my episode idea. That's- Ready? Yankees and Red Sox don't like each other. Yeah, it's go, that's go the through joke. the Wikipedia. The whole time we we were we were just like, "Hey, it's I'm Bronx party ant over here. Don't go on. Don't take the one past 96th Street. Hey, oh, uh, look, we love dollar slices. Oh, and it's like these aren't jokes. It's we, just we do have dollar slices here, but you don't need to put that on Netflix. Times Square smells like piss. In New York City, Los Angeles, you guys get everything. God forbid we get one animated program and you learn something. Something. You'll, yeah, yeah, you learn we're a mustard city. So are you saying you're proud of this show, Kevin? We also have Mission Hill, which kind of, the show is like a shit well, version of that. Mission Hill is a hodgepodge from, according to the Wikipedia article. You can't have Mission Hill because it takes place in Boston. It was based off of Wicker Park. Yeah. Let us just have this. God. <laughs> like all, all I can say is the difference between the two is that uh, Mission Hill was like, oh, an up and coming animator and his annoying brother move in with these weird people and it's like Chicago Party Aunt is the title. It's yeah, no, it's just it's just it's so much and Asterius think this show is as ugly as Mission Hill. I think this is significantly ugly. Asterius, what the fuck is your Mission problem? Mission Hill is not ugly. Mission Hill Thank is you. I honestly I think one of the best looking American animated programs there is. Seriously, so wrong. A striking How visual the fuck style. Is Mission Hill ugly. It's it called looks, aesthetic. It looks like an indie comic brought to life. Right. Yeah, no one wants that. There's a reason nobody buys Dan Klaus comics. Because people have shit taste and it came out it was ahead of its time. Literally, you need a certain level IQ to understand Mission Hill. Yeah, sorry he doesn't turn into a pickle in this one. Yeah, or, or says, I'm Urkel, or whatever the fuck yeah. Urkel says. I don't know. I don't oh, actually, this. that's a good point. You brought up Urkel. Hey, you, he's from Chicago. He's from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, Urkel doesn't put his Chicagoness in your face. He doesn't wear it on his sleeve. Oh, my God. Fair. In, in the fucking pilot... When the moment I turned the show off and I was like, I do not want to watch any more of this, was the argument they had where the sister was like, you're just like Chicago. You're past uh-huh. your prime. You're fucked up. <laughs> you're an alcoholic and nobody loves you. And she's like, I am like Chicago. I'm an underdog. And it's like, I get that you're both like Chicago, but I don't care about either of you. This fucking show. Okay, first off, I looked it up. Mission Hill is actually a combination of Mission Hill in Boston, the Mission District in San Francisco, Silver Lake in Los Angeles, and Wicker Park in Chicago. So how was I ever supposed to fucking guess that when it's called Mission Hill, which is literally a neighborhood in Boston? I mean, but there doesn't San Francisco have the Mission District? I don't know. I'm just saying, but speaking of Mission Hill... Bill Oakley, creator of Mission Hill, writes for this shitty show yes, he that does. we all got on the phone to make fun of. So I don't, I'm not, you fucking Mission Hill fanboys, this is your fucking fault. Well, did he draw this? Because I hope not. I cannot be silent anymore, and I, I have to speak my truth. I didn't hate this show. <laughs> I, I didn't dislike this show. I actually kind of liked it a little bit. I'm not kidding. I'm not saying it was perfect. It was a little bloated. All right. Just like Maybe the, the fan service. Yeah, it's like the Chicago party ants ass. 
That's what I'm saying. Personally, I hated it. I hate the Chicago party ant. I hate the gay kid, whatever his name Look, is. Look, we've talked about how much okay. we hate the show for Because minutes. he's what? I want to hear. Gay or a kid? I want to hear what you like about this show. I would be lying, and I'm I'm I will I'm ashamed to admit this. I would be lying if I said that some of the pandering didn't get through to me because it reminded me of like I, I have a lot of extended family who it was basically exactly like that uh, the rib fest episode with um I don't know just like probably I, talking about the tailgate episode the t- I'm sorry the, the tailgating episode yeah that one I feel like that one I was like oh this is like a a familiar thing to me and I would say like I I think some of the joke writing was pretty funny um sure like yeah they went a little overboard. Uh, I know they had like the Andy Richter cameo, celebrity celebrity cameo. I don't know if you guys got that far, but that's uh, you know, for the real heads out there who who binged it all, you'll know what I'm talking about. They they name drop they name dropped Yorkville. They did, yeah. How exciting is that, <laughs> Kevin? Man, your brain's broken. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? They, your brain your brain's broken if you laughed at you. This. You name drop a few Chicago suburbs, like I just fucking soy out. <laughs> you see this? This is how thirsty people in Chicago are for any type of representation <laughs> that they. <laughs> I'll back Kevin up a little bit and say um, I didn't hate it, but I feel like because there's no more room in my heart for hate, it's like <laughs> I turned it on and the, the first episode's just this barrage of unfunny references and I was like, yeah. Like there were there were some moments. Grant, I know you and I have been familiar with the Twitter account that this is based on, which I know that there was a lot of hate from people's, oh, I have more followers in that account. Why didn't I get a Netflix show? It's because you're not interesting. You don't have, not even not interesting, you don't have a gimmick. Like, the, we, Grant, we knew, we've known of, like, we, ever since we've been doing Thought Cops, even, we've, like, jokingly tweeted that Chicago party, and we'd sometimes get a little comical back and forth, you know, have a little fun. She never agreed to come on the show, but. Well, because I'm she doesn't exist, apparently. <laughs> She's also a man. <laughs> She's a man named, like, Chris Whitkey or something who also has created other television shows. Like, this isn't, like, some rags-to-riches thing where, like, a nobody with a Twitter... Like, this guy clearly created a Twitter account because he was like, yeah, I bet I could get this into a TV show. Like, the shit my dad says Twitter account. Maybe not, though. Maybe not, though. Like, God forbid... So, Asterios, if somebody works in television, they're not allowed to have a Twitter account because just in case it gets a TV show or success from it, people will call them out for astroturfing? Literally nobody said that. Right, at least the guy grew up in, like, the suburbs. What, are we all standing up for the oppressed television writer? I mean, I will say this. Every single person on this show has a deep connection to Chicago. Ike Barinholtz and his brother... They both mm-hmm. write for it. A Bob Odenkirk plays the guy. Jill Talley, like Chicago comedy legend. Like yeah. every, I right. get that this is like a wall-to-wall show of Chicagoans. I just don't care. <laughs> I feel like this show is only for people who live in Chicago. It's like, just air it in Chicago. How about this? VPN gated. So it only airs in Chicago. So the rest of us don't have to put up... It, Oh my god, all these stupid references. Like, yeah, I mean I it, it probably should have stayed on WGN maybe. Yeah, if this aired on W if this aired on WGN and only inside Wrigley Stadium, I think it would be <laughs> much more successful. But that's not why they made this show, because they're trying to sell the show to other people. But then they need to sell something better. <laughs> Asterios, what if they made a show about uh about uh, another oppressed class of people? <laughs> 
and they would say, oh, this is only, only they should watch it. You know, keep it away from me. You would be canceled yeah, for what you're saying. The, sh- the, the, Chicago, the su- yeah. Chicago comedian, the most oppressed crap. Uh, com- compared to New Yorkers, we are. City. The race literally, of Chicagoans. You literally hey, we can say Chicago Second phobic. City. You can't say Second City. <laughs> and, oh, uh, on the topic of Second City, that's actually something I did want to bring up because you mentioned Chicago humor. And I will say that like when I first started to get involved in the Chicago comedy scene, like back, I don't know, in the early 2010s or whatever... I was turned off because I was I was kind of checking out Second City improv shows just to kind of feel it out and stuff, and I hated it. Like it was all like, oh, I took the red line, I saw the cops, I did got my lord. You know, it was all like, it was like it, it did really feel like these people weren't actually funny. They were just referencing Chicago stuff, and I guess yeah, kind of I could see of a certain sitcom. We're it, right now, right? <laughs> it does, Asterios, it does, but I would say like. At least it was funny enough to carry that for me personally. Like, whereas these improv people, it was literally just that. Just references and people coming from the suburbs to be like, oh, they're talking about Chicago, you know? So this felt like there was at least, like you said, there's some, there's some, uh, you know, Odenkirk, Oakley, some big people on here who are actually funny and talented who can carry it. Um, But I will say, like, as, as far as that being a criticism, that's valid. You're valid for saying this. Did you guys fucking jizz every time they said Malort? Like <laughs> they say Malort, they say Malort in several episodes. Were you guys like, oh, finally, oh, ha- hands-free orgasm? <laughs> I think that like some of the more visual continuity was a little more appealing to me, and that, like this is maybe sort of where you can draw the line between me and Kevin is because like a lot of the references I thought were like pretty fucking stupid, but like, like a lot of times when they would have like a setting that was like the field museum, I'd be watching it like very intensely to be right. like, did they walk into the right room? Like there's, there's no car. There's no like a driveway that goes in front of that building. Like, like shit like that. Like, and Grant, you were a dude from Chicago. You would know. That's not, that's not <laughs> good enough to carry an entire show in, in and of itself. Oh, I know that feeling though, because I watch those fight videos in New York Metro stations and I, I feel a spark of joy when I can recognize the station. That the right. <laughs> but, but I'll say this, that it's entertaining to watch people fight. Like what Grant is True. saying is he's like, yes, these are very accurate representations of Chicago. That it's was like, the most know, I got out you of know, it. I, it's like, I could read the Wikipedia page for Chicago. Like I'm looking to be entertained. Okay, but cartoons aside, are funny. Let's put aside the fact that, like, uh, okay, it's this show exists to suck Chicago's dick. That's fine. It's also like weirdly sad for a show called Chicago Party Aunt, which you expect to be about like a hard partying, crazy Chicago lady having crazy adventures. There's an episode where she has to deal with the fact that her dad is dying. There's an episode where she visits her ex husband at the hospital. Like, I th- think they're trying to go with like the Bojack angle. That's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. I could. I only watched two episodes. I'm like, oh, they're gonna go like. But the, they, actually, she is a party animal because she's sad inside, and I'm just like, <laughs> don't care. They don't but lean they, too hard into that, like. Bojack, though, or like even like Rick and Morty, they do steer a little bit further away. But yeah, they they do touch into that area a little bit for sure. 
Yeah, there's an episode where there's like a C plot where like two characters are like, should we turn our kids room into a gym now that our kids going to college and it's like i don't know i don't care why are you showing me this asterios i will say the b plots and c plots were not great they felt like i will like that's another thing i want to say half the cast a plots weren't great (laughs) (laughs) half half the cast felt extraneous i i won't lie like i didn't really care about what daniel's parents were doing at all um it felt like they were kind of going. Was an annoying cunt. They were kind of going for the Rick and Morty angle, like what what is uh like Morty's parents up to, kind of thing, you know? Oh yeah, the dad really did have a Jerry vibe too. Now exactly, that I think about it. exactly. Yeah. Listen, I'm not saying I love the show, but I'm saying it's not as bad as a lot of people it's are not saying. Big mouth, which is just as like bad, but I think it's just like not like I felt nothing watching it. The the best I could feel was like uh like during the Chicago Marathon episode, which I happened to watch the day of the Chicago Marathon, huh. which was wow. pretty surreal. Wow. And having ran the Chicago Marathon, that was a lot less painful than watching the show. <laughs> but like I was sitting there watching, just like oh, they're here, they're at the river, they're running here they're there and it's just like okay they just animated the setting really well why don't you just look out the fucking window <laughs> if you want to see chicago so badly well why that's what i'm saying is like Ferris that Bueller's that's where off. my mind was going it's just like it all just washed over me it just felt like nothing like i can't even fully like get enraged about it because i just care about it so so little that i i i can't I can't say I like it. I can't even say that I hate it. I don't feel anything, Asterios. I need help. (laughs) This, I just need two things. Okay, there was one joke that made me laugh. It was like, she went to like that hipster coffee place and like, oh, we have a CBD drink. And she was like, reefer without, that can't get you high. What's the fucking point? And I was like, Yes, exactly. What is the fucking point? And I like the dynamic she had with the other people at the haircutting place. Like, I there was, you know, Blue some ball. funny, yeah, yeah, there's some funny, uh, funny character moments throughout the whole show. And I will say the elephant of the room that nobody's touched on the whole time, and this is the biggest criticism and probably the reason that people want to hate it the most is the way it looks, okay? It doesn't look great. It's got, it's, it's... It's incredibly ugly. It's just like the Rick and Morty stasis kind of thing. They're clearly a stu- students of uh, the McFarlane School of Animation. Everything looks kind of like they got the family guy eyes, the family mm-hmm. guy face. I am happy that they did not give them the big mouth eyes, though. God. Oh, thank God. God. Big mouth eyes look like fucking taxidermy, like dead animals. <laughs> and did I, did I see a text message surround here where you said this, that big mouth looked like Citizen Kane compared yeah, to this? Yeah, you're... No, like, no. All right. Speaking of the art style, I will agree that Mission Hill at least has like some character to it. Um, mm-hmm. I yes. think this it it this art style actually kind of reminds me more of um, Clone High, where it looks like they had eight dollars. And, and I'm not a fan of how that show looks. Yeah, yeah. me neither. I mean, but yeah. at least uh, people seem to like. I've never really gotten into Clone High. People seem to really like it. I mean, I like the Lego Movie. I think that's the only thing I and I like Solo. The Lego too. Movie kicks ass. Yeah, you shouldn't apologize. <laughs> that movie is awesome. Well, no, it's just because the Clone High guys made the Lego Movie. It's, I oh yeah, you know, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, cool. yeah, the Clone High guy, the Clone High guys made the Lego Movie, and they also made Solo. But the screenwriter for Solo got so upset that they kept improvising that they fired uh, the Clone High guys that they brought in. Ron Howard, um, but uh, but anyway, like uh, yeah, it, it's it's kind of ugly. Here's here's all I can say. Like, I appreciate that there's a show on the air 
where there's like a there's like a forty to fifty year old alcoholic woman is the main character. The only other show I can think of like that is Roseanne. I was just gonna say, yeah, Roseanne's not an alcoholic though. Oh my god, Roseanne I'm sorry to like go off. I'm, I'm sorry to go she off. Took pills I'm sorry and to go. Died. What do you mean Roseanne's not an alcoholic? Okay, so like <laughs> I watched the Roseanne reboot. And, you know, the first season, you know, like, she was alive, and there was that whole plot about her being a pillhead or whatever, and then, she, you know, she had her um, ambient accident, and then they just fucking killed her off the show, and it's, like, they only mention it in the first episode, and it's so funny how they bring it up, because, like, no one really seems to care except Dan, because it's, like, her little grandkids are like, sure sad that Grandma Rosie died, <laughs> and it's like, damn, Cue like, laugh, no Frank. one cares except Dan, he's the only one who gives a fuck, and, like, after that, it's just like, never bring her up. And they change the show to the Connors. <laughs> Here's another uh, interesting point, though. Isn't Didn't Roseanne take place in Chicago? Am I it's wrong It's like about the that? suburbs of Chicago. Yeah. Well, still, but it's like, you, you look at some of these great TV shows. You got Roseanne. You got the Steve Urkel show, whatever that's called. One-fourth of Mission Hill. <laughs> you got, 25%. Um, wasn't married with children was also i mean there was the big shot of buckingham fountain i mean not to mention all the all the the comedic talent that's come out of this city like but I'm ju- I'm just, jim belushi I'm just bob odenkirk aaron klopfer I'm, Kanye West. I'm talking about specifically the tv shows all took place in chicago and yes. had like a very sort of chicago aesthetic but didn't but didn't have anything to do with shoving down Michael Jordan and fucking Coach Ditka and Da Bears and Doc Hubs and the fucking Sears Tower and Millennium Park and The Bean and Wicker Park and Up Down and fucking the South Side and uh, the fucking Comiskey Park and all these different places. They didn't have to fucking jam them with references. It's just like, oh, married with children. Hey, there's Buckingham Fountain. Let's tell some jokes. They're trying to do a thing where they're like, oh, Chicago's like a character. Chicago is like a is like a member of the cast in this show. And it's like, yeah, Chicago's a really shitty character in your <laughs> shitty TV show. Like, this is a watch it. Like watch it, man. I, I'm like on your side. I wasn't a fan of the show, but hey. I hate their asses, too. I hate the hips on the main characters. Dude, yeah, she is a dump truck. Like, <laughs> I really She got like, like the that. little bit of the fupa. Like, wow. Oh, she does make she does make a little bit of an off-color joke, in the, I think, around the first episode where yeah, she's she like... Yeah, fuck my cooter or some shit. Well, no, like, she says, she says like, uh, north side, not so bad, looking pretty good. South side, not so great, pretty bad. And it's like, uh... I wonder why, yeah. dumb white bitch. Right, right. <laughs> got her ass, oh, literally. Uh, question I wanted to ask you three do people in chicago say anywho as often as they do on this show older people older people like i had like and that's the thing like the chicago accent is not as prevalent as it used to be because like i i've read an article about this once it was like kind of like a more of a working class kind of thing like i had like a lot of like my grandpa talk like that my great uncle and my great aunt yeah 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 from chicago i'm from milwaukee so i have no opinion except like um i get clocked as not from chicago because of how i say bag there you go but like you remember like (laughs) you guys remember homestar runner yes you remember the character coach z yes i gotta get a gerb that's like chicago accent like because I remember I'm like, that guy sounds like my uncle. <laughs> See, I've been just yeah. doing my Minnesota accent, and I think I sound really, really good, but I guess that it's clockable from all here. All right, we're going to close off by seeing who can do the best 
impression of the Chicago party ant. Sriracha, would you like to go first? I'm the Chicago party ant. I'm here with Nicole. Let me tell you, my vagina is on fire. I'm the Chicago party ant. I'm not even from Chicago. I'm from the suburbs of Milwaukee, specifically the one where Liberace and Jeffrey Dahmer were born. But I am what they call a transplant. So I'm basically a Chicago native. Um, my cooter. <laughs> um, I'm drunk. I love Wrigleyville and corn dog. Corn dog? No. Hot dogs and deep dish pizza, which apparently people can stomach, and and I'm done. I can't. It, this was, this show is just very much like a cautionary tale of like, don't be like this in 15, 20 years. Y'all be idolizing the wrong people. Yeah, I'm like, mm, I'm kind of... It's kind of the reason why I was like, mm. it's like Breaking Bad. I was like, ooh, I see a little bit of myself in that. Mm, I need to not. I'm the Chicago party, and you can shine my bean anytime. <laughs> Did they make that joke? I no, but how have they not made a they should like my bean joke? Like seriously, that's like so, I would have expected them to make that. Yeah. All right, Gold Grant, what's your Chicago party ant? Millennium Park, Navy Pier, Lincoln Park Zoo, Art Institute of Chicago, <laughs> Shed Aquarium, the Field Museum, <laughs> Chicago River Walk, Woo! Museum of Science and Industry, Maggie Daly Park. I'm just, I googled list of Chicago things. <laughs> Grant, I feel like you... Deck Chicago. I'm the Chicago party in, and my pussy smells worse than the shit aquarium. It smells worse than a deep dish jardinero with Malort sprayed all over it, and Michael Jordan, and uh, Coach Ditka, and uh, fucking Bill Murray all shit on it. The only thing deeper than a pizzeria uno is my camel toe. <laughs> I feel like some of these might have been jokes in the show. They were. There was something about a camel toe. Okay, there was a joke about her like going in existential dread moving to Indiana, which, yes. That was funny. That was kind of funny. Yeah, that's that's just factual. That was a good joke. Like, going from Chicago to Indiana, I would, like, want to end it, so. My pussy's more crammed than a red line car at 2 a.m. on a Friday night. You want to see a red line? You got to see me before I go to the free clinic. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. Yeah, there was an abortion joke in there, so yeah, ooh. (laughs) There was a moment during one episode um, when they were all when they were all at the field museum and uh, the the gay kid took a bite of Andy Richter's pot brownie and he was like high off of his mind in the field museum and freaking out. And I was like, this is my nightmare come to fruition. Like (laughs) that would be if I was if I was all fucked up and like high off my fucking balls in the field museum, I would be shitting my pants. Why? That it's place it's is, fun. Because it's it's haunted, okay? They have all those mummies. It's fucking haunted. No, we Maybe don't, if you're a pussy. Place. We don't call it haunted anymore. We call it a liminal space. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Maybe I if did, you're a pussy, I think it would be a fun time. I did I discover know. this show while high, and I made my friends watch two episodes of it, and then they literally wrestled the remote out of my hand to turn it off. Don't you guys like Big Bang Theory? Yeah, I don't. But, <laughs> I mean, but the Big Bang Theory, oh, you could ignore dude. it. Like, you can't no. ignore this loud, awful show. It's like, it's offensive in every sense. Of the <laughs> and the word. Big Bang Theory isn't? With the laugh track between every line? Yeah, the laugh track sounds like a white noise machine. It's it, Yeah, it, you <laughs> When it's playing it. constantly. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, the big the Big Bang Theory no. is like. Yeah. I didn't know you guys like were Big Bang Theory defenders. Okay, like I was like, theorists. we're talking about how it's like so inoffensive, <laughs> <laughs> it's easily ignored. <laughs> I'm the Chicago party uncle, and uh, I live in Chicago, but uh, I I grew up in Chicago land, aka the suburbs. You sound like John Wayne Gacy. <laughs> uh, that's I I can't help that. <laughs> no wonder he got so close to people. He sounds so affable. I would trust that guy. Nico, I want to give you the last word here. Do you have any closing thoughts on Chicago party aunt or aunt? I I don't know how you just like- say it. We say aunt here. Aunt. I say aunt. I say aunt. Aunt. I say aunt. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I feel like you... I'm, like, not the best person to ask about if this is authentic Chicago or not, because I'm, like, not from Chicago. I'm from Milwaukee. Now, if they make Milwaukee... That's why you didn't like it. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. Maybe if they made Milwaukee, Milwaukee and Stoner... Was, Was the TV show... Was the TV show How to Make a Murderer kind of like your Joker? (laughs) <laughs> it's so funny because like a lot of the that family just reminds me of some of my cousins and uncles so i'm like i don't know if it's like a good thing but you it's know. definitely not <laughs> wait do you but, just you like milwaukee did you like that 70s show that's not in milwaukee it's it's it oh that show is hilarious but that's actually not in milwaukee they're like i think like they're near kenosha like maybe because the town they're in is called Point Pleasant, so I'm thinking it's like Pleasant Prairie. It's supposed to take place. It's like they're in between Milwaukee and Chicago because they talk about like, oh, we're gonna be going to Kenosha. Like it's a big fucking deal. Like Kenosha isn't a complete like Jeez, festering shithole. Uh, they, there's like an episode where they make a big deal going to Chicago. I think they go to Milwaukee to party. So like, yeah, I'm a fan of I'm a fan of that '70s show. That's a way better show than this piece. This yeah, not, I, even I, a, I, not even a piece of shit. It's just like. Eh. Just, Sounds like I'm changing some minds tonight. It's just, like, I don't know. I feel like, what, like it's just like... Well, I think you're one slice short of a deep dish. <laughs> it doesn't offend me as much as, like, I don't know, like, Big Mouth or the Cleveland show. But, like, again, that's, like, not a compliment. That's That shit is just way worse. Wait, if you like Milwaukee, do you like the Drew Carey show? Oh, I, that's not Milwaukee. That's and also, I didn't... That was I the didn't theme song is Cleveland Rocks. <laughs> I don't know. The, look, if it's not New York, I don't. Honestly, I don't. Asterius, you're the this TV the, like sitcom expert. Yeah, I figured what the you would, fuck? Also, I didn't say I like Milwaukee. I said I'm from Milwaukee. There's a big difference. But the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's in Cleveland. I don't no. know. I don't know. Where I just. I, I went. I went to it like two months ago. It's in Cleveland. Until this point, I'm not kidding. I thought Milwaukee and Cleveland were the same thing. I'm like <laughs> Cleveland. You know, Haas and Pfeffer Incorporated. <laughs> we're gonna do it. Well, Asterios, you like you like uh, what's it? The Sopranos, right? Because that takes place in New York. <laughs> is that New Jersey? <laughs> that's the joke. Uh, did I, did right. I walk into the joke? Same yeah, thing no, for we don't give a shit. Yeah. Well, guys, I want to thank you guys for coming on. It, it, now, the, the the three of you specifically, you're going to be on an episode. You're recording a new episode of Thought Cops this week. When's that episode going to drop? That's right. That'll be out. Next that'll be Tuesday. out Tuesday, October nineteenth. Yeah. If all goes according to plan, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Wednesday, October twentieth, but it'll be out that week. Uh, Mark, no later than Thursday. If you guys still have regular wall calendars, like you don't look at the calendar on your phone, put a big old red circle on that date and count down the days because it's going to be a real barn burner. Mm-hmm. Are you guys going to talk about, or have you already talked about Chicago Party? We have a plan to talk about that actually for our spinoff podcast, Fire Bros, which you can check out if you go to patreon.com slash thought cops. We'll be reviewing that. 
Uh, <laughs> it's only two dollars. Hey, we'll, we'll have uh, we'll have our friend uh, Sleep Science on that one. Maybe uh, Nico, if you want to come on that one too. You're we can... talking about Spree, right? Finally. I don't even know what we're doing on next, but we're for, fucking that. Movie. We're for sure. We'll we're doing Chicago Party on for sure. So yeah, check it out, and then of course check out Thought Cops. Wherever great podcasts are found and located. Because Sir calls me and she's like, there's this show. She's high out of her mind. She's like, we're all watching this show called Chicago Party Ant. I thought it was about a literal little tiny ant. Like from the movie Ants or A Bug's Life. <laughs> who like had parties in Chicago. And then when I... That's yes, a much better show. <laughs> That's the thing. And then when I finally see the show and it's, a, it's about this like very sad lady having very sad... Oh Not God forbid adventures. we have a strong woman lead. Yeah, I, I yeah we need more like messy bitches, but like ones that are like fun, like not like she's a party ant. That's yeah, fun. No, no it's, but it's, it's very not... depressing. That's the thing. It's no. like if she had had fun adventures, partying all like rock and rolling all night and partying every day, that would have been great. Instead of like the second episode, there's a whole thing where she undergoes corporate training, and it's like, oh great, now I do too. Now I, the viewer, have to watch you watch a corporate training video with a bunch of references to Jerry Ferrara. <laughs> Guess what? I know who Jerry Ferrara is. Sriracha doesn't. Neither of us found it funny. If you know who Jerry Ferrara is, it doesn't make it better. Who is he? Here's like where I'm sort of disagreeing oh. with you. Here's where I'm sort of disagreeing with you, though, Asterios, is that, like, the whole, the character, I, I do understand that the character is a certain type of person that back in her heyday used to be crazy and wild and now is just sort of a shell of her former self. Like, I, I feel like that maybe is a very specific Chicago experience, that we all know someone that has that haircut that listens to 97.9 The Loop and listens to, you know, uh, Monday is Led Zeppelin Day. Get the exactly. laugh. And they, like, we, we know people that are like that, that are just sort of like shells of their former selves that like talk about the good old days and now are stuck in some sort of like shitty corporate job. That's not really the part of the show that I took any issue with. You go to any dive bar in Chicago, you'll find at least one or two. If I want to watch a show about like an aging alcoholic person who keeps making references nobody likes, I could just look in the mirror. Like, <laughs> like I'm turning on Netflix for fun. Asterios, I would love to watch a cartoon about you, and I'm not kidding. I would love it. You're basically a cartoon character. Oh, yeah, already. your voice is very cartoony. You wouldn't even need to animate it. Artie Grab, if you're listening, get this happening. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, guys. We well, were actually doing impersonations of you, like, like before we were recording. Can I keep, let's hear those. Let's close on that. Uh, I think I might upset my neighbors, but here we go. <clears throat> How can you say that? Urkel was the main character of the show. He's not a member it, of the family. It's weird that it's called Family Matters. It should be called Urkel Matters. It's called Urkel Matters because Urkel is the main character. How are they going to call it something else? The uh, cool. The, exactly, the, the Ox King from the Dragon Ball Z English dub. That's <laughs> your voice. I just get that guy. I mean, ironically, the family doesn't yeah. matter in that show. Urkel does, Here's and he's not I... a member of the family. Yes? Here's my impression of you, right? But, 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 but. But, he's on, he's on all the episodes. That's you. That's what you sound like. All I want is for there to be one episode that has Stefan Urkel, Urkelbot, and Steve Urkel in it. And if they could get the evil... <laughs> The evil puppet 
Steve-o in it. That would be great, too. What if in season two of Chicago Party Amp, they have a cameo appearance by Jaleel White? What <laughs> if they just put him in the show and got rid of everyone else and just made it an Urkel cartoon? <laughs> that would actually be great because he can go on adventures. He builds robots. He goes into space in the finale. He, like, he, ta- he drinks a potion and becomes a kung fu master. It's called Bruce Juice. He does a flawless Bruce Lee impression. It's like... Yeah, this guy's bringing some zazz. This lady is a snooze. She went on adventures. They went to the gay bar Roscoe's in yeah, Boys remember, Town. Yeah, it, that episode where she accidentally outed her friend. It's like, oh, oh, how much fun. Oh, this is great. I get to watch one cartoon character <laughs> accidentally out another cartoon character to their elderly mother. What a great time I'm having on Netflix. Peter Griffin does all sorts of horrible things. And guess what? We all love him anyway for it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he fights that chicken. That's pretty funny. I like that. He hurt, we, When he hurts his leg, he hurts his leg for a long time. I yeah. like that. For Remember quite a while. He beat the shit out of Donald Trump, and then Donald Trump wasn't the president anymore? What did <laughs> Griffin think for that? Oh, my God. Have you guys seen the Trump guy episode? Because if not, like, oh you, need to, you, need to, you need to dedicate you a whole episode to dissecting this. Because there that. is enough content for that. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming on. And don't forget... Uh, next Tuesday, uh, you're listening to this on a Wednesday, so this coming Tuesday, actually, uh, there's going to be a great episode of Thought Cops with Nico and the Thought Cops. Those are my favorite episodes of Thought Cops. Me like, too. I love Aww. it when Nico's on. She's fantastic. Oh, thank, you. thank you guys so much, uh, and we'll be right back after this with more of the Loudest Podcast. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. And thank you for listening to the Loudest Podcast. We'll be back next week with your voicemails and a whole lot more. We love you. We'll talk to you later. Bye.